This is 5 Minute Friday, episode number 248, Data Science in Government. Welcome back to the Super Data Science Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, today we're continuing our little saga of exploring data science applications in different industries. And the industry for today is government. So, how can data science be used in different areas in the government? We're going to look at, as usual, we're going to look at only five applications. There's plenty more, but hopefully this will help inspire you about this field, or it will give you some ideas of how you can use data science in your field. And off we go. Number one, application number one of data science in government is tax fraud detection. Not necessarily it's like the biggest application, but number one that we're talking about today. Tax fraud detection. So tax evasion and fraud are huge burdens to governments all around the world. For example, in the US alone, um, this cost is about $400 billion per year. That's almost half of a trillion dollars. So $400 billion every year is uh, the cost that US bears on uh, because of financial or tax evasion and fraud. So how can data science help here? Well, machine learning algorithms are increasingly being used to find uh, and identify fraudul uh, fraudulent um, tax fraud and tax evasion. So for an example is that the IRS uses clustering models to put all tax returns into groups that have similarities and then identify returns falling outside these clusters as outliers that require additional investigation. Very, very cool application if you think about it because clustering, um, unlike classification, clustering is an unsupervised type of machine learning. Um, it's an unsupervised, it's a branch of unsupervised uh, machine learning algorithms and therefore you don't really need to know anything in advance you just like you have these input fields which there'll be plenty of in tax returns and then you cluster them and so anything that falls outside those clusters is already suspicious it's not it's not similar to any it's not, it's not part of any group with similar attributes very very cool approach and that um, as you can imagine will reduce the amount of work instead of going through all the tax returns I rest you just like focus on those specific ones and start start there uh, another very cool um, application or way of looking through uh, tax returns with data science is uh, Benford's law we won't go into detail now but it allows to also spot uh, fake um, fake tax returns the thing is when somebody fakes a tax return or fakes numbers in a balance sheet or a profit and loss statement those numbers are really hard to fake there's a distribution of numbers that appear in a in a like a normal a standard tax return or in a standard um, financial statement like for instance uh, we're specifically talking about uh, the um, the first number so number one appears more often number two at the start of a uh, the digit two appears more less frequently at the start of a number. Digit three appears even less frequently, and so on. So look it up if you're interested. It's called Benford's law. Won't go into detail here, but there are certain statistical uh, data science, machine learning methods that allow uh, governments to detect tax fraud and tax evasion. Things that, uh, if you are not aware of them, you will never even think about them. So they're very, very effective. Uh, number two, public transport maintenance. Uh, with 
about right now about 55% of the global population lives in cities and that number is expected to go up to 68% by 2050 so uh, over right now it's about half uh, in by 2050 you'll be over two-thirds of the global population will be living in cities as you can imagine that's a massive strain on the infrastructure and specifically on public transportation and that causes that will cause more failures that will cause more stress on the system and that uh, therefore it needs more maintenance so what we can do is we can use uh, data science machine learning computer vision and so on to actually track where this maintenance is going to be required uh, here's an example the london, london underground is one of the busiest uh, in the world so you've probably heard of the london tube so that underground system um, actually has 1.4 billion journeys taken on it every single year 1.4 billion journeys crazy number uh, however its victorian era infrastructure is aging and um, the the carriages are aging and it all needs regular maintenance um, and actually more than half of the delays that are happening that happen in london uh, in the in the tube actually are caused by malfunction and so what uh, has happened recently is they've in london they've implemented a failure probability model based on heat map uh, based on heat maps to predict where breakdowns are likely to happen and they're hoping that this will significantly reduce the cost of repair which currently take up almost 60 percent of their budget so it's kind of like a predictive maintenance application of data science and machine learning in public transportation use case number three of data science machine learning and ai in government and this is user user assistance so if you've ever needed to apply for your driver's license or driver's license renewal or you need to fill in some other form for the government you probably experience that this can be a complex stressful lengthy process and it can actually lead to additional problems on the road for example in a 2018 survey uh, it was found that 40 percent of taxpayers had made at least one mistake when filling out forms in the previous 24 months and similar percentages answered that they weren't sure they were paying the right amount of tax and almost 70 percent of those asked said they would like an AI assistant to help them with forms showing an increasingly positive reception of these types of services so basically the idea is to use clever artificial intelligence that can improve user experience and make the process quicker more, pers more personalized and ultimately more understandable to the average user and so that these forms can be filled out more efficiently and actually correctly use case number four uh, of data science machine learning AI in government is crime detection and prevention crime is extremely costly both to uh, in terms of damage to people and property and also in terms of law enforcement for instance the US alone spends over a hundred billion dollars a year on law enforcement um, we're definitely still quite a way away from things like Robocop but nevertheless we can actually already use machine learning advanced algorithms to assist with crime uh, prevention and uh, persecution and law enforcement and things like that so uh, here's an example shot spotter is an um, is a uh, tool that governments can use and what it does it is uses acoustic acoustic sensors to detect and triangulate gunshots in real time 
and this allows the law enforcement agents to approach the exact location of the shooting quickly and safely. And uh, Shot Spotter is actually used by quite a lot of cities around the world, including New York, Chicago, um, San Diego, San Antonio, and so on. So very interesting system that, and actually it's, uh, it's, it's estimated that about 80% of gunshot incidents are never reported to 911. So therefore, if a city has a system like that, then most of the gunshots will, can be addressed by the police, even if they're not reported, and that can actually help save lives and catch more criminals. All right, uh, use case number five of data science and machine learning in government, and this is traffic path planning. Uh, it used to be very difficult to get any sort of traffic data, and it was mostly ob obtained by random samplings from volunteers on streets, uh, street corners who would count cars and bicycles when they went past, and this meant that a lot of traffic planning was based on gut feel, and that resulted in longer travel times for everybody, also delays, traffic jams, um, and things like that, so bottlenecks and stuff like that. Uh, however, with the rise of smartphones and apps uh, that track movement, governments have now a massive amount of data to analyze and base their future decisions on. And here's an example. So Strava, uh, by the way, if you haven't used this app, highly, highly recommend. I've, I discovered it for a bicycle ride that I was doing with my dad from, Brisbane, from Gold Coast to Brisbane and back. Amazing uh, app. By the way, if you're on there, uh, find me there and connect. Connect, uh, I think, just if you search Kirill or Menke, you probably should find me. So Strava, S-T-R-A-V-A, is a really cool app that you can track your... Uh, sports activities, for instance, your bicycle riding, your jogging, your walking, your swimming, and other things like that. For instance, with your jogging or hiking, you just put it in your pocket and it tracks where you're going and you can share it, uh, share your results with people. It's a really cool app. I, I highly enjoy it. By the way, no affiliation of the app, just something that I really like. So Strava is an app that allows users to track their jogging or cycling paths and compare them to other people. They have a wealth of data and in 2008 they published a public interactive heat map based on over 13 trillion data points. This has allowed cities like Glasgow, Stockholm and Brisbane, Brisbane, our favorite Brisbane, Australia, uh, to calculate return on investments on expenses like cycle lanes and figure out where to create new ones and what will best serve the community. Very, very cool app. And I, you know, through this ride that we are doing, uh, you can see how much the government spends on these bicycle lanes. So we were riding and there's like a, usually as a sign, like this bicycle lane was constructed on this, in this year. And this is how much the government spent. And, you know, it ranges from like $8 million to like $43 million for just like a few kilometers of bicycle lane. So as you can imagine, or no, not even bicycle lane, like bicycle path somewhere off the highway. Um, as you can imagine, that's a massive cost for the government and data-driven insights allow it to put that money to use effectively and actually build things that are useful for the community. And that's just one of the examples of how that's done. So there we go. That's uh, data science in government, the five use cases. I uh, hope you enjoyed this and hopefully that gave you some inspiration as you can see government is actually quite an interesting space to be in if you're 
uh, using if you have data science skills and you can help governments uh, build their cities or fight crime or do preventive maintenance and so on. So there you go. Uh, five use cases of data science and government and I look forward to seeing you back here next time. Until then, happy analyzing. <laughs>